Welcome back to Bleacher Brawls, the home of the greatest rivalry in professional sports between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. It is your Thursday night, Friday morning Red Sox show. I'm Patrick, and I am just joined by Luke tonight. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try, Luke. Just the two of us. Well, and there's, there's, it's, Derek and Joey are usually here. For the Friday morning show. And there's ominous, ominous excuses for both. Eric says his power is out because of a storm. I can't confirm or deny that there's actually a storm in Southern Florida where he lives. And Joey Joey says the last day of classes, college classes for him tomorrow. So there's a lot of quote unquote academic stuff going on. I don't, I don't remember all that much about college, but I don't remember the last day of classes being a whole lot of academic stuff going on. He didn't say he had a final tomorrow. He said, he's just, I, I got a lot of stuff to do. Academic stuff. Yeah. So I, I mean, maybe academia has changed in the 20 years since I graduated, but so be it. Is that when you uh, activated your Yahoo account 20 years ago? <laughs> oh no. I've had my Yahoo account far longer than that. I want to say this Yahoo account goes back to age I would say age 14, which would be circa 1996. It was uh, the old dial-up internet days. Your Um, Yahoo account is older than me. (laughs) That's nothing's older. The United States of America is not older than you. Um, But it was, yeah, I remember, I, I remember it. Well, I remember first getting the account. I remember the first email I got, it was spam even back then. Um, and I just remember the, the of the dial up days. It's the it sound effect show tonight, folks. <laughs> the worst noise in the world, but it, it, it is, it is a nostalgic. There's a nostalgic tone to it what are we gonna do are we gonna do the first pitch and stuff like normal i mean do you have something you want to say i mean we we can talk about this Orioles series um i there's something i mean while we're talking about ominous things like the the skip day that derek and joey got today (laughs) there's other ominous things going on in bleacher brawlsville um and it's a word i don't use lightly but it's the only word i can describe it I can use to describe it is the situation is skullduggery and I know it's a dirty word. It's perhaps the dirtiest word in the English language, but the fantasy baseball uh, world in the bleacher Bros fantasy baseball league is, I mean, there's skullduggery afoot and I don't know how else to say it. So the first week I played you, I'm sure you remember it. Well, it was Uh an epic, it was an epic whooping. Um, it's you, your you only really, way to my only loss, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you were re- you were really never in the contest. I was I was I was way up from the beginning. It was ugly. I felt bad towards the end of the the week, especially because it was a prolonged one. It was a week and a half. It was the ten day like, week, yeah. The first week of the season. So I was feeling good after that great first week. All of a sudden, I get slammed with injuries. Will Smith down with a concussion. Tim Anderson down with, a, I think, an ankle thing or a leg thing or something. Adam Duvall breaks his wrist. So all of a sudden, okay, well, I'm going to have to make some things happen here. No problem. Things, things happen. Injuries happen. Well, this brings me back to Derek. So at the <laughs> of be- course. In, in the fantasy preseason, it was, you know, my understanding was, and you're the commissioner, so you can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we were going to set the lineup once a week. You had to set the lineup by Sunday, and that was going to be, no. that, that, that was going to be that except it, for you. and there, it wouldn't be subbing out the lineups every day. Well, Derek confirmed this, because Derek said he lobbied. Derek, Derek, Derek uh, lobbied to have the settings changed so that you could change the lineups every week so basically he wanted to change the lineup to accommodate people who have no responsibilities in life and can and can uh sleep until stay up until four o'clock in the morning and sleep until six o'clock in the evening every night which accommodates derek's uh lifestyle um all of a sudden so because you know it's that situation that's all right what champions do i'm the reigning fantasy football champion champions adapt to whatever the circumstances are I had Charlie Morton 
uh, scheduled to start. I had him on my starting team. Uh, I think it was Tuesday. He was supposed to start. I see his line. I said, oh, this, this is probably a good, good, you know, he probably got me a lot of points this week. He got 36 points from my bench. He got 36 oh, points no. on my bench. I put him in my lineup the day before. Uh, yeah, I set yeah, my yeah. entire lineup for the week. Oh, that's the thing with Yahoo, though, is that it, it'll, like, change it every day. Like, you have to check it every day. Like, I've noticed that where, like, my projected will go down by, like, 100 points. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Did somebody die? And then I look, and it's like, it just, like, oh, it just subbed out all my guys on Friday for no reason. Okay, so it, it just changes your I lineup. I think Yahoo, uh, just like your email service, um, <laughs> is garbage in every way. This, I will not tolerate any this kind of talk against Yahoo. It's it's been it's Yahoo has been serving us well for 350 years. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like a, a conspiracy victim in this whole thing. Derek's my primary suspect because he begged for the rule changes. <laughs> He's a known cheater. If you've listened to the show, you know damn well Derek cheats. He cheats on the show. We'll do cuddle Mary trash, and he'll throw in two options that weren't even given. Um, he uh, he researches else? the actionary before we yes, play. Yes, that was the other thing. He researches <laughs> he researches the actionary. We do the actionary every week, and so he he crams on the actionary uh, that day for three hours. So he'll get them right. He's the only one to ever get get any right. My second suspect is, of course, Major League Baseball. Only they have the power and the influence, <laughs> other than Yahoo, to carry out something like this. My third suspect is that it could be a co-op conspiracy uh, between uh, Fox News and Dominion Voting Systems, arch enemies that wield tons of influence in the world, um, actually joining, joining together uh, for the con- toward the common goal of derailing my fantasy baseball team. That's how deep this thing goes, people. We're through the we're through the looking glass here. Cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. I had a similar performance today from Mitch Keller, if you could believe it or not. Thirty nine points. Oh, uh, yeah. And Matt Strom, our old friend Matt Strom, twenty five points today and the win. He's won his last two starts for the Phillies. Yeah, he's starting out. So he's in the rotation or is he filling in? Is he spot starting now because someone's hurt? Or It's like a weird, like, it's like a Tanner Haukian, like he kind of does both. He started in the bullpen. He's going to start for a while. Maybe he'll go back. But he's like their most successful starter right now. So probably the best player on the team now. Harper's hurt (laughs) and Hoskins is hurt. And Castellanos pulled a J.D. Martinez last year. So yeah. Well, uh, speaking of the Red Sox, you want to talk uh, the Orioles series? I, I actually had another forty minutes planned on this fantasy baseball. I'm sure you but did, but I guess we can. <laughs> but I guess we can. There's no doubt move in on to Red Sox stuff. Um, lose two and three to the Orioles. Uh, you have lots of bad takes, but I think maybe your worst one of the 2023 season thus far is that the Orioles are going to stink. Um, they are the second place Orioles right now. And uh, just whooped us this week. Um, initial thoughts on that? I I wouldn't say they whooped us. Um, they, they 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 won two, and we only won one. The 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 biggest the craziest thing to me was that Kluber got the one win. Uh, I was shocked by that and very encouraged by that. So Sale goes out there and just totally just totally blows it. They were all over him. Everything he threw in the strike zone got hammered to the point where I, uh, even before Cora said something about it after the game, like, is he tipping pitches or something? Cause they are all over it. So, you know, you throw a slider, you hang a slider in the middle of the zone. Okay. That's probably going to get hammered. You know, you, you throw a fastball, uh, that gets too much of the plate that might get hammered. I remember the one, I think it was, I, th- I think it was Mateo uh, in this one hit in particular, it was a righty and it was sale throws a change up down and in way out of the strike. So Mateo's on top of it. Like he was expecting it drills it down the line for a double. I think he ended up scoring the win the, the fifth run that ended up being the winning run later on a Mount castle single, I think. And I, so I was just like, it, it just seemed really strange to me. Like, Sale got, I think, two swings and misses the whole game. And even if, you know, Chris Sale, look, yeah, he didn't get 11 strikeouts like he did his last time out, but two swings and misses? 
Yeah, speaking of fantasy baseball, uh, big old negative six from Chris Sale on my team on Monday. Yeah, and, and it was kind of the same thing with Tanner Houck on Wednesday. I mean, like, they were just all over everything. And like you said, Corey Kluber gets the one win. I mean, it felt like the series kind of went the opposite of how we all felt it was going to go. Um, Houck, according to some Baltimore writer, I'd have to check who, is apparently the best starting pitcher on the Red Sox over the past year and a half. And uh, and then he just immediately stinks up the joint um, in Camden on Wednesday. It was definitely, um, I don't know. I feel like people have attached themselves to a lot of narratives very early on. Sales coming back, Kluber's garbage, Hauk is a starter, Yoshida sucks, you know, whatever you want the narrative to be. I feel like it was the exact opposite of all of them over the past couple of days. Yeah, and they and they won one of those games, and they they came. Oh, it's just sale that just really drives me crazy that sale got hammered like that because they could have easily won uh, the first two games. Um, just it was really a it was that was really a bummer, and I just think I just think sale or Hauk should have done better. Hauk didn't do bad, but it did just bad enough. And Austin Wells just outpitched him, and that guy he's. He's not a rookie, is he? So it's not like they don't have any tape out on him or anything, but he's gotten off to a really good start this year. Yeah, well, yeah. He is a rookie or he's not a rookie? No, no, you're you're right. Like, he has gone off to a good start. He's not a rookie. Is he – has he only been with Baltimore? Uh, I had to check. Okay. Well, no big deal. Um, So I was impressed by that, and but obviously when it comes to the pitching, it's the Baltimore bullpen is – Yeah, this is his third season. Third season, all, all with Baltimore. Yeah. Probably rookie contract. So, so that Baltimore bullpen is just something else. Like you get to the seventh inning and they can go Cologne and Cano and Batista. And it's like, you're, you're borderline helpless. Like that walk off that Duval had on Batista was like miraculous, felt miraculous at the time. And it was only made possible because McKenna dropped a can of corn pop-up uh, with the pitch before that. Um so once you get, you, you better score against the, the Orioles. You better get your runs in, in the first six innings. Cause once they can go to those three and I don't really, I'm not that educated on who else they have in their bullpen, but once you get to those three, it's like, it's very much more likely than not. It's lights out. Yeah. Taylor said that I cursed the team on Monday. Cause we were up four, was it four, nothing right away. And I turned to her and I was like, Oh, it's over. Uh, we won. We got sale. We're winning this one. Kluber tomorrow. Uh, I'll, I'll take the win tonight. And then just immediately just started getting shellacked. And yeah, it was just kind of, and even, you know, Bautista was even out the night. He wasn't even the one that picked up the save. Um, they still um, have a deep bullpen right now. And like, it was just, we were helpless trying to climb back. I've never heard of this Cano guy. I don't even remember his first name, to be honest with you. It just he throw he throws really hard, and it seems like everything breaks or drops six inches. Uh, it, it's really not six. Well, yeah, like eight to twelve inches. It's it's really something else. And he hasn't. He gave up Kike Kike's blue hit. Was that a blue? I think he had a blue hit, right? But was is that the first base runner that he's allowed this year? Uh, I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was 17 for 17. He, he was 17 up 17 down in uh, when he came in, in the first game, I think it was the first game of the series he pitched and they said he was 17 up and 17 down. And then he got all three there. So it was 20 for 20 until Kike. Yeah. And then Kluber comes around the next day and just like, <laughs> that's like the core Kluber we want. We can expect it all the time, but what was it? Six innings, one run. I mean, he was chilling. I mean, he, he threw strikes and he's yeah. got to, th- he's got to throw strikes. If you're bringing an 88 mile an hour fastball, you got to throw strikes and you got to spot everything exactly where you want it to go or else you're, you're they're going to, you know, any offense in the major league is going to eat you up, especially in the American league. East. So that was encouraging. I feel like they, as long as he's going to be in the rotation now with Bayo back down in the minor leagues, it's going to be at least for the foreseeable future. Then, I mean, he's got to be throwing strikes. And even if he's throwing strikes, even if he has his best stuff, 
I'm still like 50, 50 on him. Like you got a 50% chance of winning 50% chance of losing. And that's if he's on. Um, so, I mean, Kluber was a nice, uh, pleasant surprise. And obviously Jaron Duran's the, the, the biggest pleasant surprise this year, other than maybe Adam Duvall, you could say, but I was expecting Duvall to have a good year, uh, before he went down, but Jaron Duran's squaring up everything. He he's not, you can't, he's, he, did he get a hit off Cologne too? I think he got a hit off Cologne yesterday in the seventh, but he's hitting, it seems like he's hitting everything hard to center field. He's exactly the opposite of what what he's been every time he's been called up before now. Uh, So him with hitting like that and hitting like that and running like he can is like, he could be such a weapon. The only thing that could be better is if he was right-handed because right now, like yeah. there's no righties. <laughs> yeah. Like it's the two <laughs> X Dodgers one. and Connor Wong and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm just not convinced of the Duran thing yet. I mean, he's had like a good three, four days before where we went, Hey, look at this guy. He can do it. He's back. And now it's like, okay, seven, eight days. Good for you. Like I'm, I, he's been, playing really well and obviously his batting stance has played a major part in that um he has his hands so much lower now he gets to the ball so much faster which obviously helps and he's been legging him out but i'm just as of right now and and you know i i say that while also when the other day he says the vibes in the clubhouse are so much better i can go to kike i can go to jt i can go to doogie and i can ask them questions and i'm not bothering them because i guess jd martinez just turned out to be the biggest asshole on the planet and you know that's great i I get it but i I don't know i'm not i'm not changing gears just yet on duran that was crazy to hear because i kike hernandez was the only person i had heard even imply before that that the old leadership regime that everybody who loves Dave Dombrowski is convinced that these guys were, were all, it was, we lost FDR and Winston Churchill last year. Everybody called JD the team's second hitting coach. I'm pretty (laughs) sure I did that once or twice. It turns out, no, he didn't want to teach anybody anything. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) so that was nuts. I didn't, other than Kike saying it and Kike is saying it as the new guy who's trying to be the leader. So he had a, a stake in the game. So it was kind of like, you know, that felt a little self-serving to me possibly. Um, but now you got another play, a rookie that struggled all year last year when they needed him to step up and he couldn't is now saying that these guys aren't, these guys aren't, uh, you know, uh, kicking Hernandez and Justin Turner. They aren't annoyed to talk to me. They don't mind taking a few minutes uh, to talk to me. Like that is absolutely I mean, that's a straight up indictment on, I can only assume Xander Bogarts and JD Martinez. So, you know, I won't assume Nathan Avaldi because how much are pitchers and position players hanging in the clubhouse anyway. And I mean, I just don't see it from Christian Vasquez. I don't see him being like the type to dismiss a young player, but what did, have you heard anything else about either Bogarts or Martinez? No, that's, that's new for sure. So you, okay. So when you just said, apparently JD was this big a-hole, you were just, I mean, you were just saying, well, it must be him. I mean, it Um, must be him, right? I mean, like, wouldn't he be the guy that like um, you would go to? Like he was the best quote unquote hitter. Yeah. The hitting guy on the team. Yeah. He's the hitting guy. Yeah. And yeah. And maybe, you know, and who had a bad, I mean, it could be Xander too. You're right. I mean, I don't want to get in, like at a certain point, we're just like gossiping, you know, but like both guys had bad attitudes last year. Xander was down in the dumps about his contract thing. JD probably would not have minded leaving at the trade deadline. He didn't seem like he cared very much. The next day he was like, I'm kind of surprised to be here. If I'm being honest, I think he had, you know, relegated his thoughts to that. Um, so, you know, who knows? At a certain point, it's just speculation, but um, it's definitely suspicious. It could have been the same thing. It could have been the same thing with Martinez that it was with Bogarts. Like, you know, I don't have a contract here. What, uh, my contract's up at the end of the season. Why am I going to do any more than, uh, my job, which is, I mean, it could have been that now Kike Hernandez only has a one-year contract right now. Uh, but he's being, I mean, he's, 
clearly trying to become trying to get get more value in that way like make himself more valuable in that way um so you could say that's all part of the the ploy to get a another contract out of him but it's just really eye-opening i mean just how much do you do we really know about any of these people they don't come across that way at, at all jd never seemed like that kind of guy to me in interviews and stuff bogarts i could see it because he seems a little more quiet and reserved but i mean if it's jd that's that's very surprising to me um and i guess just good that we got rid of them i mean jd's washed yeah, up anyway and one. bogarts and bogarts you know if we signed him to a 10-year deal three years ago instead of a, a three-year deal three years ago you know i'd be happy to still have him on the team but it's like you know, I can't say I miss having him because I know that's a dead ass contract in four or five years. Yeah, I want I want no part of that uh, in a couple years. Um, and Yoshida, I, I yeah, you got to touch go on Yoshida too. Yeah. Raking, yep, and slugging now, yep. dropping bombs. The two home runs in Milwaukee, the 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 home run. He had a home run yesterday. He's, he's What's the hit streak? I don't know what the hit streak is at. I think it's six games or something. He was, I think he's 13 for his last 27, maybe, or something like that. He was 13 for his last 25 right after the home run uh, he had on Wednesday. So uh, that the middle of that lineup needs pop. Like, you know, I need air in my lungs to breathe. And he's, he's doing that now. And it's not just, it could be just a hot start. Uh, I mean, a hot streak, you know, I'm not, he's obviously not going to keep up this kind of pace for the rest of the year, but just one stretch like this, all of a sudden pitchers have pitchers know about this and now pitchers have to adjust accordingly. And he's going to be getting, he's probably going to be getting less good pitches to hit, you know, pitchers have been just bringing high fastballs with it to him and he wasn't catching up to him. And now pitchers have seen what, he's doing and now they have to be aware of what he can do with the dish and so that changes everything that changes their approach to him probably less strikes maybe they throw him more breaking balls which is exactly which is playing into his hands because that's what they do in japan it's all breaking balls and splitters and stuff and so and it's probably going to lead to even more walks because even when he wasn't hitting he was drawing walks so that's you know more guys on base for Kike Hernandez and Tristan Casas, he can start hitting. So that's, I mean, that's really encouraging. The lineup wasn't really a concern for me going into this series, but now you got Duran still hitting and Yoshida still hitting. And all of a sudden it's, you know, the lineup is more than a strength for this team. I feel like it's right now. Anyway, I feel like it's one of the two or three best lineups in the American league. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it was not fun having Yoshida out for the couple of days that he was out. Um, it definitely, like, there was I'm not even going to say hit him, but just in general, it just felt like there was just like a, a missing part in the lineup construction. Like, there just felt like we were like skipping a step or something. Um, and and I think he can definitely be that. I like the Devers, Turner, Yoshida. Um, Turner's definitely been hot. Devers has been ice cold i mean i I feel like we should talk about that for a second i mean Mm -hmm. uh last 15 games he's hitting 190 as a 246 on base percentage and there's only been 25 games this year yeah that's uh and he's he's i think he's down to the aaron judge level batting average right now i think he's in the 240 did you see that judge got pulled from the game tonight in relation to his slide yesterday Oh, so that was, I thought that was just a close call that the hand wasn't really a thing. Who knows what will happen by the time people listen to this episode, but we'll know. But as of right now, uh, yeah, he just disappeared from the game. So I'm just going to assume that judge is out for the season. (laughs) We can only Um, hope. It would ruin, (laughs) at the very least, it would ruin Joey's fantasy team. Like, so the, the, the Red Sox lineup with Yoshida out, I mean, that looked pretty, pretty dreadful. So without Duval, without Story, without Yoshida, um, so we had Tristan Casas and his 120 batting average hitting cleanup uh, for a couple games there. Maybe it was just one game. And they moved Devers down to the four spot and had Rob Ref Snyder hitting third. 
Raph, like imagine Raph had like a four day stretch where he was like the all-star of the team <laughs> yeah yeah and he was bringing it because oh another lefty okay <laughs> and yes he because he turns yeah he turns into he turns into adam duval in the first week and a half of the season uh when there's a lefty on the mound um makes me think we haven't seen him much have we with all these righties that are pitched that we were i got used to seeing him in the lineup every single day because there was lefties pitching against the red sox every single day and now i feel like i haven't seen him in months it was like um, the 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 rest snyder stretch and now it's the tapia stretch yeah. <laughs> that i like imagine what that yankee lineup looks like if judge is out for say a month uh, you know, with Stanton and judge out it, it, and it would be a situation where it's like Volpe and then Torres and then Rizzo and then LeMahieu batting fourth and then just an endless carousel of like, Frenchy Cordero Cordero, and um, um, uh, well, he, uh, Trevino or H- Higashioka and Cabrera and Peraza and somebody else with a Z in their name, uh, like just so that that would be really fun. If I, I, I'm not rooting for anybody to get hurt, but the injury already happened. So if the injury does end up being a long one, it's just just seeing John and Casim react to that. That would that would be fun. I I I say he is hurt, and they find out he's going to be out for like an Adam Duvall length of time, then everybody needs to listen to the uh, Wednesday morning show next week to hear John and Cassim cry into their cornflakes. It's going to be a tough one for sure. <laughs> um, the other guy that just stinks, and we knew he was going to stink, but boy, oh boy, does he stink, is Caleb Ort. uh you know on tuesday night we're at the game and we start leaving early we're up by six let's beat some traffic you know i got work the next day um and you know as we're walking out we hear ah ah, ah," you know every 90 seconds or so you know we're like oh yeah or it's on the mound i'm sure they're gotten a little something we walk into the team store we look up at that exact moment cedric hits his grand slam and Cora comes out to come get Ort. And Orioles fans are going nuts in the store. Like, oh my God, this is it. You know, we're coming back. We're coming back. And I was like, guys, like the game's over now. Like now we can use Kenley Jansen. And now the game's over. <laughs> yes. you know? Like you had your moment. Like, yeah, you beat up on Caleb Ort. Good for you. And it was, it was funny because so my daughter had a softball game uh, Tuesday. So we went, it was a six o'clock p.m. game p.m. central game so by the time we get home the game is in like the seventh sixth seventh inning so i flick i turn it on um we're watching it kind of as my girls are getting ready for bed and they sit on the couch and they watch a couple innings with me so the whole family is sitting on the couch watching what is a blowout so i'm like yeah it's no tension or anything it's not a situation where you'll be like stop talking uh, i need to focus on what's going on and then you know, Ort gives up the first home run to um, Gunner. I think it was Gunner. And then they load the bases. I'm like, just don't give up a home. Just don't give up a grand slam. Don't make this something I've got to be anxious about. And then right off, right after it hit the hit Mullins' bat, I'm like, yeah, it's a grand slam. And, you know, it's the mop-up guy. Every team's got one, I guess. Uh, but we got two because we got Brazier, we got two. too. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be Brazier. <laughs> Come on, Chris Martin. Praying for you, bro. Um, you know, but- um, I was like almost glad that he hit the grand slam because then Kenley didn't get up for no reason. Like, you know, he he gets a couple guys on base and Kenley gets up. And I'm like, you know, like I really like he's been so good this year. I really want to, you know, treat him very delicately. He's not a young man anymore. You know, his success is not guaranteed. So I really, I don't want to mess with him at all. And I really only want to use him in safe situations. So let's not, you know, let's not get him up and get warm for no reason. Hit the grand slam. I was like, well, at least we can use him now. <laughs> <laughs> he probably appreciated it. Like, all right, pat my, pad my stats a little bit. I'm yeah, might as well. It. Yeah. I'm feeling save. it lately. So I'm not going to give up two runs before I get two outs. No. Why not? No way. No problem, Caleb. It's all right. It's like the Take meat of that order too. It's like Adley... Santander and Mountcastle. Yeah, and he um, got them both. Yeah. Right? 
yeah, Mountcastle up after them if, if he hadn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, he's, he's, he's been, he's been doing this for a long time. He's been yeah. doing it in the postseason for a long time. He sees, he sees the 14 year old catcher and the guy who <laughs> people are just now realizing what Mount, who Mountcastle, wait, it was Adley and then, no, it was Santander. Yeah. yeah. Who people outside of Venezuela just now know who Santander is. Like, outside yeah. Of Venezuela, Baltimore. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll dust these guys really quick. <laughs> Why not give these, give these Orioles fans a show, but it, they were, they were probably feeling, I'm sure those Orioles fans were feeling like they were going to win because they had won seven in a row, eight in a row at that point. So they're just like, seven, oh, we got yeah. the magic all while they weren't hitting at all. It was just all their pitching, just locking yeah. teams down. That was amazing to me. Seeing they were on an eight game winning streak and their team batting in the last week or whatever was 166 up until they saw Chris sale. They've been playing a lot of small ball too, which like I appreciated from the Red Sox this weekend. It was the Tuesday game that we had a couple innings that was just single after single after single, like, all right, like this, you know, let's, let's, Get a little more comfortable. We don't have to do too much, you know. And the one grand slam. We can squeak them out. Well, yeah, obviously. But even <laughs> look, how do you get to that point? You know, right. I mean, you got to get guys on base before that. So um that was so I missed that, but so I got in the car uh after my daughter's softball game and I look at my phone to see the score and it's seven nothing. Like, oh wow, I wonder who went deep. And I look on the game day and it was Darren, Jaron Duran grand slam. Like, you gotta be kidding me. This is Christmas. <laughs> like I had totally written this guy off. This is he was just a, to me, he was just Bobby Dahlbeck that hits from the other side of the plate last year. I think most still not convinced. I'm I'm still not convinced that he's not. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. The guy's got uh talent and skills for days he just like last year and maybe it was a clubhouse thing maybe it was the pressure he had to lead off for like six weeks last year who knows what it was right but yeah. he for a while did not have it between the ears he just did at not. all that, at that, all that that in the park grand slam he gave up to you remember who hit that in the park grand slam oh yeah tapia yeah our boy yeah. tapia <laughs> This is some fun conversations in the clubhouse at the spring training, I'm sure. (laughs) Remember when I did? Oh, you hit a grand slam. Congratulations, bro. Remember when I hit that grand slam? It was just a pop-up because you just didn't catch it. and then Because you're a clown. (laughs) Yes, Ramel. I think about that every night when my head hits the pillow. Thank you for bringing it up in broad daylight. Yeah. You know, there was, I I can't even remember who wrote it now, that, that piece about him at the end of the year about, you know, he was just like, admitting like I've been down in the dumps like I've needed you know uh mental help like I just haven't done it and you know um did he start journaling what's the (laughs) what's the Yogi Berra quote it's like uh baseball is 90% mental the other half is physical yeah exactly there you go exactly Um, baseball sage it just felt like uh Duran did not have that mental part and you know maybe he's been in good spirits for a week you know if Somebody cuts him off in traffic tomorrow. Is he going to suck for six more weeks? Like, I just, I, I don't know. I'm not going to, I would love for it to all click. And um, I would love to be wrong and for him to be this guy. But it's been like five days. I think it's perfectly clear. The problem was JD Martinez was not nice to him. And all he needed was JD Martinez out of the clubhouse. And he, he needed, needed Justin him Turner to be nice to him. Yes. He needed him some Kike Hernandez and Justin Turner <laughs> in his life. And that was it. But what if that's all that it was, is just the, that little tweak to his stance. And now he's going to be good. And it's like, I would love for that to be the case. What if that's the case? You got him and you got Yoshida and then you got Duvall coming back in a few weeks and story may be coming back in a few weeks. And uh, just starting to see what this team could look like. And like, we haven't even addressed the fact that Alex Verdugo has been very good this year. Like in, pretty much every asset of the game i mean the fielding is really because he's kind of he's kind of i'm not going to say he's struggling now uh but he i mean he had a double yesterday i'm pretty sure but he's kind of cooling off a little bit but he's at 267 through the last seven games okay so yeah that's not a slump or anything but he was hitting three he was was hitting three for for a while there but it's just what's really blown me away is his defense. He's like a different guy in the outfield. He has made zero 
fielding doogies this year so far. And he's just, he's out there. He's running around. He's making sliding plays. Yeah. He's throwing to the right base every time. And he's, he's, he's got a stronger throwing arm. It's like, it's, it's almost like, like you can't like, how do you get faster? Like, how do you get faster in one off season? Like I know Shohei Otani did it, but I mean, that guy, I can see, like, look at, he just probably just, he probably just ate like, you know, protein bars and just worked out 20 hours a day. Cause that's just what he's always done his whole life. Like how does Alex Verdugo all of a sudden, I think you know, Doogie's big thing is like, he like stopped worried about being bulky. Like he wanted to bulk up for power and the power's just never going to come. It's going to, there's going to be some natural element to it, but he's never going to be that 30, 30 guy that he wants to be. Right. So might as well lean down a little bit and worry more about the speed. Worry about the defense on Monday night when they started climbing back. I mean, like he basically single-handedly defensively kept us in the game for like two innings because there were like two or three, like potential doubles that he cut off and, and, and kept them at bay for a while. Um, yeah. that sliding catch down the line. Yeah. I think it was the last out. Of yeah. The that was like the big the one, but there was just a couple like, you know, like, loops that you know a lot of guys would have let bang around back there um in that in that corner they have um he would have if that was last year he would have right. fallen down running after it yeah yeah exactly like it's been really like and i think i see a lot of change in his demeanor like he was you know he doesn't seem like i mean i might just be projecting this because he's playing so much better but he seems more focused he seems less goofy. He seems like, you know, less, I, I don't see him clowning around as much. He doesn't seem like serious, but he just seems more focused. Like, um, you know, like he's, like he's, like he's been seeing a, a, a hypnotist or a psychologist or something like that, or <laughs> doing some heavy journaling. Yeah. Uh, him him just, and Jared have been hanging out. Yes. They, they, they roomed they together saw, on the road trip. <laughs> They saw Bobby Dahlbeck journaling. And so they're like, oh, geez, you know what we need to do? Crafting. Everything that he doesn't do. So <laughs> I'm not journaling. Um, how much are you going to miss Yu Chang? Oh, boy. I just like making Wu-Tang Clan jokes. I know, it's fun. Um, but I, I liked having him at shortstop. It's just, look, that's the one position from, well, in catcher. I feel like shortstop is the one position where, and again, because I'm old, like I grew up in an age where the shortstops played defense and bunted. And if one of them got a hit every once in a while, it's like, oh, sweet. Look at that. You know, going above and beyond the call of duty. So I don't have a problem with a shortstop that bats ninth and just plays good defense. And he, he can hit, you know, he had a, he had a couple home runs. He had one game where, he kind of won the game for him against the angels. One game, he had four RBIs. I'm going to miss it just because it upsets the whole balance of the team. So now you got Kike at short. He's not a good shortstop, at least not yet. And yeah, he's, I would say a bad shortstop. Right yeah. Now. Yeah, he is. And worse, you got Emmanuel Valdez playing second base. And I don't know what that guy's looking at. I, I like feel like he needs glasses or something. Yeah. He, but he fields the ground balls, right? Yeah. He, he makes the throws to first base. He drops the, he drops pop-ups and he drops line drives that are hit right at him. It's the, one of the craziest things I've ever seen. It's a, a, like, I, I don't actually know. It looks like he's not ready. Like, it looks like he doesn't know that he has to play baseball at that moment. You know, like he looks surprised, which like doesn't right. make any sense. You have like a, in fact, especially this season, you have a literal countdown timer as to when something is going to happen. And he still like, looks like I beat behind everybody else. And like him and Kike, that is a rough middle infield right now. That's brutal. That's you, you say that is right. <laughs> My daughter was playing third base the other night and she's, she's got a problem focusing on the hitter. She's seven. And so she was kind of looking off to the side, like at the parents and the bleachers, I think. And the hitter hits a seed down to third base on the ground and you no, know, everyone screams, Charlie. And she looks, puts her gloves down. The 
her glove down. The ball goes right into the glove. Like she didn't feel it. The, the ball, she did not feel the ball. The ball fielded her. And there were runners on first and second. So she just fielded it, ran over, stepped on third base and looked like a hero. Except to everybody, anybody who happened to look at her right before then, because they, yeah, they all knew exactly. she wasn't she wasn't paying attention to what was it's about this effect. And in the first inning, someone which never happens in seven year old softball, one of the kids hit the ball to the outfield, and she was playing left field, and she was doing the same thing. She was she was looking she was looking uh, at the stands, and it was this line drive coming right at her head. And like I yell from the bench, Charlie. And she looks up and goes, ah, and she ducks and the ball goes behind her. Home run. Three run homer. Um <laughs> one of the home runs that just rolls forever. Right, right. Yeah. Those are the only home runs you see in uh seven-year-old <laughs> in seven-year-old And she, she has a face mask, but she forgot to put it on before that inning. So if she didn't react or if I didn't yell her name, she might have worn that one on her beak. So it's a that was a crisis averted. But the injury thing is concerning, but it's almost like a Tampa Bay Rays. It kind of has a Tampa Bay Rays feel to it, this team, at least so far. Maybe it's just been a luck thing, but Duval comes on the team, shreds the the opposing pitchers, and then he gets hurt. Okay. Yu Yu Chang comes up. It plays really good shortstop, has a couple big hits. You know, um, Jaron Duran comes up, me stinging the ball all over the field, not even all over the field, just hitting shots to center field time after time after time. Um, it just feels like at the they're getting it's like a 30, it's like a 35 man roster and everybody's doing well, except a couple like except Ort and Brazier, um, you know, and Casas really. So it's it's really I. I'm encouraged by the next man up style they've been playing and the way each next man up has been doing well. And I mean, they're only 13 and 13, so it's nothing to write home about, but I mean, and they're in last place, but like considering what they've had to go through, the kind of attrition they've had on the injury front, they haven't had their starting rotation at all this year. And they're just now coming back, you know, I'm, pretty impressed and they did just lose their last series but they had won the last three series before that and how many how many teams that let's say are not good have they played this year well considering that the pirates are like the best team in the national league right now detroit zero yeah one okay i forgot about detroit one yeah one sub sub good team yeah Um, and they've stayed afloat yeah so you know Hopefully some beating up on Oakland and some, you know, beating up on, uh, you know, name your crappy team will help. Yeah. It's, I mean, some central teams, I guess, cause I'm trying to think there aren't many crappy teams that I can think of, at least in the American league, but you get to play everybody. So you get to play the reds and the A's and the, and the, I mean, the diamondbacks are good this year too, aren't they? Um, you get to play the, the Rockies, Cubs. the Rockies. <laughs> there we go. Good old That's going to be fun. Um, so, yeah, I think it, look, the 2004 Red Sox were basically a 500 team until August, and then they ripped off uh, 20 of 22 or something like that, and that's how they got into the playoffs. So it's like, if you hold serve, have one really good stretch and have zero really long bad stretches, you're good, especially now where everybody makes the playoffs, it feels like. Um so it's encouraging, and I feel like the starting rotation is going to start solidifying. I don't think – I think a lot of people don't feel that way. What do you th- – do you th- do you think the we're going to have a, f- a decent five-man rotation, let's say, in the next four weeks? The next four weeks? God, I don't know. Like, I, it is – I've been saying this all offseason. I'm still saying it. It just feels like the all potential team right now. Like Sale can be uh, old Chris Sale. He can He he physically has it in him. We saw that last week, right? He can also be uh, a basket case who can't get anything done. We saw that three days ago. Um, Corey Kluber can be serviceable. He can also be batting practice. You know, like there's just like I feel like it's like. <sighs> It's tough when your bullpen has Caleb Ort 
and Ryan Brasher in it. And whatever this guy's name, I'd have to check the guy that came up two days ago, his name. Um, oh, Brennan Bernardino? Yeah. You know, he's fine, but like, you know, he's not setting the world on fire. Like, I miss Chris Martin. Um, obviously, Winkowski's been great. Like, it's like, it's just tough to have the service that we have and not have a better bullpen. Does that make sense? It does, except the bullpen's been good. That's the thing. Like, the bullpen has been good this year. I mean, or it just, sucks. Brazier I'm not sucks. convinced. Like, you know, there's a point, you know, like, sure. Uh, sure. You know, I'm, things are going to even out. Cutter Crawford is not going to be this guy forever. I, I, I'm, I'm big on Crawford. I'm bigger, <laughs> okay. on, I'm bigger on Crawford than I am on Winkowski. So, say, right. say he does fall, Crawford does fall back to earth and, you know, isn't good, but Winkowski is, then, you know, yeah, I'll sure. take that as, I'll take that in a one for one. I hear you. Uh, it just, trade. In general, it just feels like, the whole thing is too volatile. You know, it's, it's very, it, it can go wrong fast. And yeah, and that definitely could happen. Like we're at the point where is, is it true? Is it still true that Nick Pavetta is our best pitcher? It's possible, you know, like I, you know, I know what we like can be. We know what sale can be blah, 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 blah. But we're at a point right now where like, I might look forward to Pavetta's day the most out of any day that we, because you at least know I mean, what that's going to be. Tanner Houck might be their best picture. Pitcher. That's true. That's true. That's true. It's one. Of, it's one of them. But I mean, but well, look. I mean, five starts in. I'm not saying for sure Tanner Houck's their best pitcher, but I mean, but what that stat you pulled up was it 24? His first 20. I think now 20, his first 25 starts, he gave up three earned runs or less. Was that that? Uh, I'd have to check stat? the exact number. But that was the stat. I mean. Actually, he gave up more than that against Baltimore, so it must be snapped. And it ended the day that they tweeted that out, yeah. Right, of course. Never tweet that out. Um, (laughs) And I know when they did tweet it out, I responded on the Bleacher Brawls chat. Of course, it takes a Baltimore sports writer to find this (laughs) because all the Boston beat reporters are just looking for for negative stats to make them look crappy. Um, But uh, I feel like I think Sale is the best pitcher. I'm it just doesn't add up. You get 11 Ks against the twins in a win. And, you know, sure. The twins aren't the Houston Astros, but they're, they're a good team. They were in first place before uh, they, they went to Boston. And then you go against the Orioles who are hitting, who are really not hitting at all leading up to that game. And they just knock you around for five runs in two innings. And, I think that was a pitch tipping situation going on. I'm hoping it was, but Tanner Houck got only two swings and misses. So on Wednesday, so are they both tipping pitches or, or is something funky going on in your neck of the woods, Patrick? It's possible. I mean, I don't know why you're acting like I've done something, but it's possible. Um, to, to I can help- put you in Baltimore on the day <laughs> yeah, that the I crime took place. I, I wasn't can- there on Wednesday, though. I had work, unlike Joey, who was, I guess was just skipping school at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday. Um, he only help- works hard on the day before the last class. <laughs> on on the, the day that we have to record the podcast. Yes. Um, yes. The Hulk Pavetta thing. Hulk is a 104 ERA+. plus. Pavetta has a 103 ERA plus. Uh, the next best starter is Garrett Whitlock at a 77. So that's rough. Like our two um, best starters are barely above league average. Barely. Answer me this. Is 100 uh, uh, an average? 100 is league average. Okay. So we have so, a 103, a 104, a 103, and then What would be good? Like off the top of your head, what would like a Verlander last year have about like like a one thirty one thirty five? Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's the exact so, opposite of what Whitlock is right now. <laughs> On a scale of Bayo to Verlander, they're <laughs> they're like right around. Well. Last year, Verlander was oh god, he was unbelievable. He was a two twenty three. What? <laughs> yeah, but he is a career one thirty two. Okay, so he was a hundred points up. I, he was twice as good as any other pitcher. I don't get as the average get, pitcher of the league. I don't get sabermetrics at all. <laughs> I'm, 
you said ERA of 104, 105. I'm like, I don't think either of their ERAs are nearly that good. And you're you're not even talking about decimal points. You're you're talking about a pitcher stat where the higher it is, the better it is. So it's like I was so confused when people talk about those kind of stats. Um, I think about the rotation, I think Garrett Whitlock is the X factor. You know, what the hell is T as a starting pitcher? Is he, you know, if he's good, not great, but if he's good, you know, say he can be counted on most games for six innings and three and a half runs per game. So like roughly a quality start is what you're looking at. Yeah. Then they'll be a strong then then i think they'll have a strong rotation because i think sale sale will have some stinkers i think as the season goes on as he gets more acclimated assuming his elbow holds up because who the hell knows what's going to happen to him ever at any point i think as the season goes on the stink there will be less stinkers i think as the season goes on kluber will have more stinkers so those will offset each other i think how I don't know, just if he keeps doing what he's been doing and he can still be, I would say one notch below this level of play, then that's great for what we need from him. Um, And if Pavetta can be somewhat better than last year, like say, say last year, you'd call him a four on a scale of zero to 10. Say if he can be a five and a half, you know, if all of these things happen and Whitlock is decent, then I think they've got a good rotation. If all of these great things happen, we'll be all right. <laughs> but I haven't even factored in James Paxton or Brian Bayo yet. So yeah, sure. there's even there's even more pos- good possibilities. But yes, exactly. Like you said, the exact opposite of every single one of those things could happen. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's like just kind of like- did this week, you know, like... This was the week yeah. where Corey Kluber was the best pitcher by far, by far. Yeah, by far. And so who the hell knows? And the starting pitching continues to be the ultimate question mark for this team. But, I mean, look where we were this time last year. You know, the starting pitchers were all doing well. The, the, off, the offense didn't hit at all. And the bullpen blew every single save opportunity, every single chance they got. So yeah, I think that like, it's amazing to think that if we are just the same team, but uh, don't blow all those saves and you'll, I, well, I, I gosh, I, I wish I had prepared this because I, I could have found it easily, but it was like, if we just converted half of those save opportunities last year, we would have been to playoffs just half. Like we How were many- setting ourselves up for success and we blew like 30 saves or something. It was unbelievable. It was something like that. It was between Salamora and Deekman and Robles and Barnes. It was, I mean, they might've set a franchise. They blew 28 saves. saves last year. 28 saves. Yeah. It's and you blow- think, okay. So yeah, think about that. You convert 14 of those. You're a 92 win team. Okay, so half of them would be 92 wins. Would be a very good team. Yeah, they blew a month worth of saves. (laughs) They don't even play 28 games in May this year. (laughs) They blew an entire month of saves. All you have to do is convert a third of those, and they end up in the playoffs. So, like you know, I, I don't know. I feel like. You, you, to your 04 point, like, yeah, we're 500 right now. We're in quote unquote last place. You know, the division matters less and less now. Um, but yeah, you have a good hot stretch. I mean, this is what I was trying to say about Tampa Bay last week though, right? Like did, did they already get their hot stretch out of the way? And as long as they play fine the rest of the year, they'll be fine. I mean, similar concept, but you know, right now we're 500. And without, so, and out without Duval, without, well, losing Duval, not having story at all, um, not having most having like three fifths of their intended starting rotation as of say when the preseason began, um, you know, they're at 500 and they just wrapped up their longest stretch 
of games without an off day that they're going to have all season. 19 games in 19 days. And they came out of it, what, they just went on a six-game road trip, went three and three, and they are at 500. So but with all of those things happening, all things considered, and Andrew, uh, Aaron Judge may have just injured his hand. I mean, I think this is things, – things are looking up, I think. All right, so then to wrap it, we have uh, we have a three-game series against Cleveland this weekend. It's Pavetta, Whitlock, and Sale. What are you thinking? Against Cleveland, Pavetta, Whitlock, and Sale. Do you have the matchups? Uh, the, their, their starters? I can find them easily. We are looking at uh, Bieber tomorrow night. Yikes. Plezak on Saturday and Allen on Sunday. Zach and Allen. And it's Pavetta and then Whitlock and then Sale. Sale? Who's Allen? Logan Allen. Uh, he's pitched one career game. Oh, okay. So he's okay. And he went six innings against Miami a couple of days ago. I got Biebs blowing away Pavetta. I got Whitlock and Plesak as a push, and I got Sale beating Allen. So toss in a whatever, you know, a, a WTF here yeah. and there. And I mean, it's 50 50. I'd yeah, say not, with, the, with the way the offense is going right now. The red and it being at Fenway Park, right? So I say the Red Sox win two out of three. I agree 50 50. It's not a sweep either way. Um, and I think it's going to be a, a good series. And I guess we'll uh, check in on that on the Sunday night show. Any final thoughts before we wrap? Well, then they got Toronto after that them, right? Sucks. Is that in Toronto? Uh, it's at home, I think. Okay. So how will be able to be there? Um, is that still a thing? I, I don't know. That was I, I, I was so. gonna ask you. I hope it's not a thing anymore. It's it's at home. Right. Yeah. And, okay. That's at home. So. So we got that, seven games at home, and then the Philly series, which I will be at two of the games. I think that's why Bayo got sent down. He he had two kind of rocky starts, and then it's like, all right. So now he doesn't look great right now, and so we've got Cleveland coming up, and then we got Toronto coming up. You know what? Let's try and work him in against a better team. So let's send him down. He can have 15 days off, and we'll uh, sort it out. Sort it out without him, um, which I think is smart because. You go, I saw Nathan Avaldi get just dominated by these guys for two years. So I think that's probably a smart thing to do. So I'm still optimistic about Bayo because I have to be, because he is the one potential ace that is anywhere near this team right now. So I'm optimistic about it, but um, hasn't looked good. He's two and nine with, I think, a 5.29 ERA for his career right now. So to, end things, on a, so to end things on a down note, pretty, the, pretty bad. I, I wish Derek was here. I wish Derek was here. Not so we could play the actionary, but <laughs> so we could, so he could give us his, the opponent's BABIP and the, the weak hits and stuff like that. Cause he apparently Brian, Brian Bayo was like, the, was like the unluckiest pitcher in baseball last year, according to the stats he comes up with. Um, but uh, it's it's looking rough. Luckily, he's only 24 or 23. I think he's 23. Uh, he is 23. Okay. So long way to go. But I will be launching a, um, an, uh, a third-party investigation into what's happening with the Bleacher Brawls Fantasy Baseball League. I, I, I hope got blamed for sign stealing in Baltimore, but not for the fantasy stuff of which I am the commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, everybody's a suspect. <laughs> it was right now. It's like, um, like that scene in the dark night where they're pretending to, to hunt Batman and the detective that's supposed to be on the Batman case has, has pictures of Bigfoot and Abraham Lincoln <laughs> and stuff on his whiteboard. So I've got, the list of suspects is about as thick as a dictionary. Don't think I don't think I've ruled you out by any means. Okay, good. You're just was... not at the top of the list. Um, you're playing Joey in fantasy this week, and he's killing you right killing now. Me. Killing me. He's winless. 
He's winless. I got 90 points, I think. <laughs> he, he's beaten me by like 300 points. I don't know what's... Well, I do... No, I do know what's happening. I am being... I, I am being assaulted by forces that are uh-huh. by forces that are far beyond me. And I have to uh, form like Voltron and f- figure out some way to overcome it. But look, I was, I was a 500 team, in the fantasy football season. And I came uh-huh. home and I came away with the trophy. So, so just like the Red Sox last year or this year, 500 <laughs> for most of the year. And then coming away with that trophy. That's right. And I will be bringing home that trophy. The (laughs) two-time champion. Yeah, we'll see. Um, We're going to end it there, folks. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with Luke and I uh, on your way to work or or whatever it is for you. Um, All that good stuff. Hit subscribe. Leave us a nice review. Five stars. Uh, we got this the rivalry show on Sunday night, Monday morning. That's going to hit YouTube as well on Monday. Uh, you can look at all of our beautiful faces, bleacherbrawls.com, TikTok, all the places where you find things uh, you can find. Bleacher Brawls. Uh, any parting words, Luke? Um, I will say just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean that everybody is not out to get me. In the words of Jules Winfield, if you want to be blind, go walk like a shepherd. But my eyes are wide open. (laughs) Thanks, folks. We'll see you next time. Everybody's a suspect.